Hi, this is Tony Silva. And Charles with us. And this is Two Teachers Talking. And Charles and I get together every month and talk about teaching, teaching English in Japan, uh, the good times, the hard times, and uh, how we try to make it a little bit easier for ourselves, better for our students, and uh, hopefully a little bit easier and better for you. Today we're talking about music and uh, why we might use it in the classroom, um, how we use it in the classroom, uh, maybe talk about uh, the, di- the different uh, kinds of music that we do use in the class. And um, if we have time at the end, uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, how we also use music to kind of keep our heads, our own heads together, uh, which I know that <laughs> Charles and I use a lot. So, uh, so Charles, what do you think? Why? Why, why, why would someone use music or songs uh, in a classroom? Well, this is an interesting question, Tony, because I've been thinking about it since we figured out the topic. And I started thinking back and I don't think I've used music in the classroom for the last, you know, two, three, four years. Mm. Now, I definitely know that I haven't used music um, since COVID and using Zoom and being online. Ah, yes, yes. Right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, because yes, that yes, just yes, involves yes. all sorts of weird mm. – <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. it just gets weird. It just gets weird. And so I definitely have given up since most um, – you know, that first year, first year and a half was online. So there's that issue. And then there's the other thing that happened about two years before, three years before. So I'm looking back in like 2017 or so. When I started asking my students, would you like some music while you're working? And it used to be that when students were doing group work, they'd always say, yes, we'd like music. Mm. And then starting from about 2017 or so, when I'd ask students, would you like music while you work? They basically, most of the students would say no. And when I say most of the students, I mean, out of a class of 35, 30 would say no and five might say yes. That's weird. That's, that's, that's yeah, interesting. It, well, I don't know if it's weird. I think they take one look at me and look at, uh-oh, old guy. He's yeah, going to put well, on I, some. I, there's yeah, that that's the that's, that's the thing, I think, is that they don't want music because they don't they want your music. I'm, they don't want my <laughs> music. Now, what's really funny is <laughs> this is a side, you know, um, an aside or a, a segue, but because we have, um, we uh, naturally, you know, we've mentioned before that we both use Apple and Macs and stuff. We have an Apple Music family plan. Now, both my wife and my daughter are listening to J-pop. So <laughs> when I go to Apple Music, the recommend recommendations and the recommended, you know, music to listen to and a lot of the playlists are reflecting their choices they don't differentiate the the user with the i I don't even bother because i don't use (sighs) apple music that much right Mm. we've talked about this i i use other you know music i use title and we've because i just don't like apple music i don't like the apps and i you know until recently apple didn't have lossless but that's another story but what happened you know, I wanted to say, hey, you know, look, here's the music my 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 daughter and my wife listen to. It's J-pop. So there's that. And then I think the other thing I've been thinking about is with the increased popularity of K-pop, foreign music has shifted from what used to be English music, 
let's say American or British or you know rock and pop mm -hmm. maybe to more interest in k-pop music but i think really honestly in the last five years i haven't used music in my classrooms and i think a lot of it is just you know i'm an old guy you know although you know i have like gone online and looked for music to use for students for listening practice but that's what you know, my situation is, and that's how I would respond to what you just talked about. How about you when you were teaching, since you're not teaching anymore? Uh, I used it uh, often it just as a, a break, a change of mood. Uh, and I would, we wouldn't just, we wouldn't just sit and listen to music and it would be most, most often, especially with the lower level classes as a listening exercises. And, um, I'd have my selection of music and then kind of, kind of close because close has a very, it has a very narrow definition as a very wide definition. So it's like fill in the blanks, basically. The close technically is, has got a lot more restrictions on it, but uh, those types of listening exercises, but um, uh, I would always, not always, uh, well, there'd be, there'd be something else. There'd be some kind of connection. Um, either it might be connection to what we were doing in class, you know, in terms of topic and content, um, or it might be seasonal, you know, you know, summer vacation, Christmas, rainy season, uh, those types of things. Um, so with some, some kind of tie-in, some kind of relevance, they'd probably get some vocabulary, some listening practice, and uh, you know, it's kind of like sticking the. The, the pill inside the, you know, a big chunk of hamburger before you give it to your dog, kind of trick them into think that they're not learning anything. So it makes it a little bit easier to go down. And, you know, and nice for the teacher, too, so listen to some tunes. And, uh, yeah, I was very unapologetic about um, subjecting them to old man's music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I remain unapologetic. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm really affected by that cuz I remember when I was in, you know, 6th grade or junior high school and the teacher would put music on and it would be like Frank Sinatra and, you know, I'm in this is 1968 or something. Mm. Right? And you know, the Beatles are still around mm. at that point. So, but there is some old music that they do like, right? I think. Well, but, it's 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 all about. Um, I, mean, I guess we're moving into the selection and so forth. And um, well, yeah. should we say should we stay focused on how we use it before um, we move on, or either way, either way, it's up to you. Yeah, I think I just want to continue the close the fill in the blank thing mm -hmm. was always um, one, one way of using music. The other way was to uh, just have the students write down as many words as possible. They'd put them into groups and then they, you know, mix what they have all together to try to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was always, you know, something to do. Yeah. Okay. So but you get, yeah. And, th and there's, uh, it's mainly, it's listening. Of course, it's a listening exercise. Listening and exercise it's, as you said, most effective, most effective, I think with, uh, lower level learners, beginner learners or intermediate, and also learners with lower levels of motivation. Music really sure. helped. Sure. Yeah. Right. And as you say, it's like, uh, what was it? Um, 
the a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. What was it from Mary Poppins or something? Wasn't there a song like that? Got me. You were talking about the hamburger, right? Yeah, yeah. The no, hamburger thing. I had and that's what I really – I've always saw the music as for – as a, a tool for getting my students who might not be motivated to mm-hmm. – Listen, but yeah. the now that you know, when I started teaching in Japan, the gap between my freshman students yeah. and me was like 12, 13 years, yeah, right? Yeah. Now the gap is something like what is it, 46, 47 years? Yeah, like for us, even so, what we consider yeah. new music was made before they were born. So, yeah, well, I, I think I'm always trying to find new music and listening to different genres, but it doesn't Good matter. Luck. <laughs> Uh, I, I think Sorry. I do. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I think I do. Okay. But I know, I know. Um, confirmation bias there. The So again, the main reason why I used music was to somehow find a way to get my students to be more motivated. And yeah, since it's, to, it's, it's a way the, to reach right. them. It's, it's, it's a, it's a right. reach out. Sure. Because it was music that they liked and so they would want to listen. But now that I can't find music that – I I know the, and get the lyrics, but uh, they like that's a lot harder. And yeah, the sad a, part about that, yeah, the sad part about it though is it's really easy to get lyrics now. <laughs> Remember how mm-hmm. hard it used yeah, to be? Yeah, yeah they'll to find get it the before the song's over. They'll be on their phone and they'll, they'll have the lyrics. Well, that's the other thing, but that's actually kind of a positive because then they can check, and then I don't have to supply the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Right? You just say, okay, here, listen to this song now. Go online and get the lyrics and see how much you got right. Well, I guess if, if you've, you've got them actually looking for the lyrics, then I guess you've already won, kind of. But also, yeah, I mean, a lot they're of engaged, the right? They're trying. They're, right. they're, they're trying. To- exactly. If they if they're interested and they go online to find the lyrics, that means you know, okay, at least they're interested to see how well they got it right. Hmm. Yeah. So you were going to go on to music selection. Well, with the activity and how you use it, a couple of other things that, that I did. So, um, yeah, there's just the clothes thing, and there's a. Um, um, one or two songs that I would do, which is kind of like um, uh, closed pairs. And uh, I, I didn't want to get into specific songs, but because um, uh, uh, the example lends itself so well to this. Um, it's, um, it's a Marshall Crenshaw <laughs> um, song, um, Someday, Someway. And uh, it's, a, it's a very simple song. Which is really, it's really good for low-level learners, and each two there's it, the lines come in pairs, and uh, the, each line is an inversion of the one of the rest. It's like, I can't stand the way you do this, and you can't stand the way I do this, or, or something like that. And um, you, I have two different sets of lyrics with blanks, and then you know they listen a couple of times, and it's not challenging or anything else. And I make sure when I give them out, I like there's like the person they're next to is like there's you know lyrics A and lyrics B, and I says well you know just look look at look at your partner's thing, and then they they go nuts they they go crazy it's like so they're they, and they're just like telling each other to fill in the blanks that they don't have and explaining what's there because each one has the answers for the others. Um, again, specific song. Um, there's that. Um, Kind of a hip hop version of the Suzanne Vegas song, uh, Tom's Diner. And uh, when it's grammatically appropriate, it's like, it says, yeah, just make a list of all the prepositions that you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got um, 
I talked about relevance, and uh, one of the ones that was really it's really great for the teacher because it's it's a day off. Uh, but uh, it comes um, right after rainy season when it gets really hot and steamy. Uh, there's a Santana song called "Smooth," and uh, it's it's pretty good for vocabulary. But the, but the funny thing is, it's like. What I do is I've got uh, the lyrics. I blow it up big size, A3 size. And then I cut the lines. And of course, well, first you have to randomize the lines because it, they'll they'll get very clever and they'll, they'll try to piece together the paper that, you know, that fits together. Mm-hmm. Says, no, 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 guys, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give it to you in the order. It's <laughs> like, ah. Um, but I, I give I just give them the paper, the slips of paper, and I says, okay, this is you know, put it in the correct order, and I put them in groups, and I says, put this in order, and you know, you give them ten minutes or so, and then I, okay, and the course, jigsaw exercise, yeah, yeah, that's right, and so they're they're they're, they're frustrated because it uh, nothing makes sense, and I was like, okay, all right, here, here's 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 the answer, and I, and I put the song on, and then they've been looking at the paper long enough, and. They were like, "Oh, that's that's what, that's this one, that's this one," and um, you know, you have the groups. They get competitive and they try to see who finishes first and stuff. And then you you play them a song. Then, of course, um, one of the other things that we talked about selection. I always try, if I can, to get a song that also has a video that goes with it. So once everyone's got the, you know, I play the song over and over and over and over and again, getting the teachers next to me. In the next door classroom is very angry because the music's too loud. Um, they, everyone's kind of finally got it and said, "Okay, let's let's watch the video." And they're looking at the video. They're looking at their lyrics. They're looking at the video. the lyrics, and the video is pretty good. It's kind of fun. And then if you got um, more advanced classes, you can you can play just like a song as a whole. Um, talk about um, summarization. You can talk about um, guessing the, the the writer's author's tone. Um, and, uh, context, you know, what, what prompted the, 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 the lyricist to write this song and so forth and so on. So, um, all, all kinds of different things you can, you can do with it. Um, you can play them half the song over and over and then have each group kind of figure the ending to the song or the twist, depending on what the song is, right? So, um, all kinds of stuff like that you can do, play with, um, and um, yeah, it's like as you said, it's a way to, it's to draw them in, and uh, yeah, trying to trick them into having fun, learning. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's it's yeah. got its value. I mean, you're not going to use right. it all the time, but uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of diff- something similar to what you've done, and I think there's also that approach of giving them the lyrics first rather than just making the, you know, doing a dictation activity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Doing the jigsaw or the other thing, you know, look for the prepositions. Um, what I would sometimes do is just write down, uh, like, you know, make, this is in the old days, right? <laughs> and I'd make, you know, a little piece of paper that ha- would have like a certain word on it. Like, uh, you know, it might be beautiful or it might be, you know, an adjective or some noun or something or a verb. And then I'd say, okay, as soon as you hear that word, put that word on your table 
right? Mm-hmm. In front. That's cool. And then as soon as you hear the the other word that, you know, is on the card, put it in so that you could get the words in order. So mm-hmm. even though they don't have to be line by line, it was a really easy way to check with students because you'd say, okay, beautiful, interesting, um, flower, birthday present. And it would be give you a quick way to be able to check how well students were learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, you know, it's, what I used to do, but as I said, I haven't mm, really mm. used music. And what's really sad to me, Tony, sorry, is that now with streaming, I could pretty much just go, okay, what song do you guys want to use to practice? Mm-hmm. And I could use anything. Um, is it okay to move to a little bit of a technical? Go. Yeah, yeah, of course. Any, One of the things I want to suggest to people is that if you do use music, um, try to like, have a reasonable sound system <laughs> because we've, I think people are more sensitive to this now with um, COVID and zoom, the importance of having a reasonable quality microphone yeah, so that the students um, can understand you more easily and more clearly because the quality of the mic makes a difference in how well they can understand you. Absolutely. And so getting, let me, I mean, just like underscore so, that. So. Let me underscore that because right now with my, my own Spanish study, um, using a lot of online instruction, you know, a lot, you know, more than an hour a day. Um, and the quality of some of the listening things, there's a, it's really impossible to tell the difference sometimes when the, when the speaker's, is saying N or L. So N la casa or L la casa. It's like, and it's like, and I, and you know, I'm like you, I'm, I'm tuned into the, like the, the quality of the recording and, and the listening and stuff. And there's, until you, until I see what the answer is, there's absolutely no way to tell the difference in those sounds given the recordings that they're giving the student, me. Um, and, you, yeah, you don't want to do that to your students. That's that, that if you want to talk about like discourage, it's the exact opposite of what you want to do with the songs. You don't want to make it so impossible for them to hear what they're trying to get, what you're trying to get them to hear. Uh, yeah, it's so frustrating. So you are absolutely right. Quality of the recording, because I've had that problem too. Yeah, not not the sound equipment per se, but the right. quality, the recording itself, and the the sound equipment that you're using to play the music for the students. Absolutely, really important. Yeah, yeah. and the sound in the classroom is usually pretty bad. Usually, it's going through the projector or a television speaker, and you want to take that sound problem out of the equation. And that's why, you know, um, based on your recommendation, I picked up a little Bose portable little speaker. One of those, mm-hmm. what is it, mini sound, um, I forget what. I don't know what it's called. Right? I don't know, but it wasn't that expensive. But, you know, it's a Bluetooth portable speaker, works on a battery. You just put it in front of the classroom, and it'll go to the back of a classroom. It'll get some pretty good volume, and it will project to the back of the classroom. It'll still be clear. But what's really nice is that you can control it since it's Bluetooth. And if you're playing it like out of your phone, you're able to control the volume right. from like the back of the classroom. So mm. it's easy to do sound checks and things. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention is that most people, um, here's the problem. And I noticed this when I was once like 
playing like um, in a in a in a band a long time ago. We would do the sound check, and it would nobody on the band would go to the back of the room to listen, right? And say, "Hey, how's the sound from the back of the room?" You were doing the sound check from the stage, and there's such a difference there. So if you're using the equipment, you got to make sure that you go around the room and make sure that the sound is there. And also another thing is remember, especially in hot weather, this was something that's, you know, is easy to miss. Air conditioning noise really, really will impact how well students can hear. There's something about the frequency, I think, of air conditioners that really starts masking voices. Sure, sure. It's it, it's right so, there in the middle and it's it's all over and you it's you, right. you it's constant so you your your own hearing kind of acclimates to it and filters it right. out. But then when you try to listen to something with anything any sounds that are in those frequencies also get filtered out. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to run with this a little bit more. And this goes back to how I have my students watch videos or YouTube now in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I don't put it on the screen anymore. I have the students listen on it. their devices. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that if you have the link for the music, now it's usually it's a problem because, you know, um, you can't really put music up and then, you know, share it that way. Uh, so that's a little bit different than a YouTube. But if it's a YouTube video of the music, then you just send the students to that link and let them listen using their headphones. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. students now know to always bring headphones. So that way you solve the sound problem. The The problem is it's a little bit harder for them to work together in groups. But again, if you can, remember to take into account the quality of the sound equipment so that they're getting a good, you know, something that's clear so that half the struggle is not trying to figure out what the person's saying because it's garbled through a projector speaker or, you know, one of those little CD portable CD players that people, some still, I still see some people using those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we cover the equipment side? Yeah, the equipment side. Just let me just tip a hat to the uh, old, 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 after the really old days. Those Sony boxes, do you remember them? They were like, you had to lug them. They were pretty heavy. They were like maybe 10, 15 pounds, square. Um, had one, maybe eight inch or 10 inch speaker in them. You could you could use them as like a PA system. Just, oh, yeah. yeah they just sounded a, great. What? They just sounded great. <laughs> just, that's really going way back. Going way, that's 30 way years. Back. That's 30 years. Right. Right, right. And I would remember trying to figure out some way to plug the computer into that so you could play How many adapters did you have to put in series to Uh, get it? I don't think any more than uh, it's the same now with (laughs) USB-C dongles and things. Dongleville, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, more things change. Do you remember the big, the big, the the combined CD cassette players? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. That you would again, you'd lug into the classroom, and, and you but, would but choose the size them. had no no relation to the to the quality, right? So some of those things exactly looked real flashy. They were really big. He says, "I always fight for one of those basic Sony boxes." He says, "Yeah, give me this guy. <laughs> that's what I want." Yeah, God, that's a long time ago. Back when our music was somewhat relevant, right? Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. it was old even then. <laughs> My, yeah. but, the music that I play, anyway. Yeah, well, it's interesting if we're. Um, talking about these different things again 
there's also, again, you and I are oriented towards sound, but the room acoustics actually makes a difference too. Oh man, it's huge. Of course. Always. Right. Especially, and also trying to take into account student, you know, maybe some students don't have really good hearing. You know, and it's, it's always, it's always helpful. Like in, in, like exactly in that kind of situation, we've got like a big room maybe, and there's a lot of empty seats. Um, you can say, okay, we're not, we're, we're stopping school for now. And it's like, maybe you want to get closer. So a lot of times, like, you know, I have taught like um, specific listening skill classes. It's like a listening class. And it's like test day. And there's those kids in the back. It says, kids, uh-huh. <laughs> don't be stupid. You're, just, you're, you're sitting here. You're giving away points. <laughs> there's no way that you can hear <laughs> as well back here. It says, do yourself a favor. Go in the front. Go in the front. Promise you, I won't talk to you. <laughs> I won't ask you any questions. I won't come close. I won't to come you. close to you. I won't look at. Just come closer. Come to the sound. It makes a big difference. And then most of the kids, you know, they they they, they get it. It's like, well, okay, gotcha. yeah, I would do that, but I'd turn the volume really low, <laughs> and they'd say, "Can you turn the volume up?" And I go, "No." This is yeah, or I just go, "No." That <laughs> you have to get closer. But not again. That's pre-COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so many yeah. of those things. Yeah, I think again. Yeah, the use of music. I'm thinking back though. Those, those Sony boxes, right? Wow, that's a long mm-hmm. time ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we talk a little bit about like selection yeah, and yeah, cri- yeah, let's criteria? Do let's do that. Um, when you were choosing music, I mean, what were, how would you choose it? What were your criteria? Well, I've got, I got a lot of different branches on this. So I mentioned once it's like, like the seasonal type things, right? So, um, so, you know, in Japan, end of June, early July, rainy season starting. Um, my go-to there is like, it starts getting really miserable. Uh, I would use the temptations. I wish it would rain. Uh, and it, that's a great song. It's a great song. That's a great and song. Um, and it, 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 you know, the, you know the, the content, the contrast, and everything else. And I'm standing by the window and I'm you know, <laughs> acting it out. Um, and uh, it's crazy because it's rainy season. Everybody wants it to stop raining, but it's you reason why it's going to rain. And, and, and one of the other things I always try to choose a, a song that's got a video component. Um, they, the kids, even though it's a really old, 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 old song, um, the, the Japanese students are really you know, attuned to vocals. And even though it's a really old song, it kind of clicks with them. And then when they see like the original performance, it's not really what they're expecting. But, mm, and, that's but a they, nice one, yeah. But they enjoy it. It blows them away, and it's, and it's kind of fun. Um, for uh, like the seasonal things, like for the end of like the, the semester, the spring semester, summer vacations coming up, I've got like a bunch of uh, fun songs. Uh, one, one of them, again, simple, like for lower level classes, uh, Beach Boys, fun, fun, fun. Uh, Daddy takes her tea beard away. There's a lot of good slang in there. Uh, it's upbeat. It's kind of fun. Um, everything's going on. General summer song for the kids that are a little bit little bit higher level. I would uh, pick up like um, Carol King's "Up on the Roof." Uh, you know, in Osaka, very urban. Um, 
And the the daytime and the nighttime is not that much of a contrast in in Kansai. But uh, in other parts of the world, the days are hot, but then the evening comes and it gets much cooler. There's a lot of good vocabulary and things in there. Um, At uh, Christmas, there's a ton. I used to do tons and tons of Dutch Ashley Christmas songs because that's what they wanted. But that was uh, before that song. What's that song, Charles? All I want from Christmas is you. Because that's, that's all. The, Mariah the, Carey? Mariah Carey, yeah. But um, for I, I taught at a lot of women's universities, and so I would use sometimes a different, um, whether it was for pronunciation or for other things, I'd use a lot of Ally McBeal videos. And uh, there is uh, one kind of decent... Um, Non I mean, it's it's a non-religious, very secular um, uh, Christmas episode where it kind of contrasts um, people who are alone for the holidays, people who are not alone for the holidays, and you know, I always do a thing with the holidays with New Year's in Japan, Oshogatsu, and Christmas, and um, point out because because they're using a lot, of, you know, Christmas songs and a lot of the. Uh, Christmas songs that we have in you know, Western Christmas songs are, you know, surprisingly very, very sad. And I point out, it's like, well, a lot of these songs come from the the forties, and they come from movies. Uh, they were made when, you know, it was wartime, and just like in Japan, everybody, all the men were out there fighting, and 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 and. Um, People were home, um, worried, concerned, separated. And the songs, consequently, in the movies, uh, could be very, very sad. And so one of the, that, that video episode ends with, uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And, you know, use that. And it's like, okay, let's let's listen to the song. Let's do that. And, um, and say, let's not do that anymore. Um, cool. So anyway, so some of it's seasonal. Um, sometimes I do it based on content and I, 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 we were talking before and I said, I, I didn't have a story. I guess I do have a story. Um, you're talking about selection of songs and just a contrast. I had a coordinator at a, at a, at one of the universities that I worked with the many and to my shock and horror, uh, in addition to the usual guitar playing that was going on, performing, um, one of the songs that uh, this person was using was the Ricky Martin La Dolce Vida. Whereas in my classroom, I would go more toward like Dylan's Masters of War. If you want to draw a stark contrast about like you know selection of songs and how you do things, um, obviously Masters of War is something I use with a much more advanced class. Um, also, depending on like the time, I was probably was using that a lot, like in the the aughts, early two thousands, with the um, with the problem in in Iraq. Um, so anyway, there it, it, generally it'll, what I choose will have some kind of substance to it. Um, I also like always look for things like connections with class content. So, 
in one of the conversation uh, textbooks that I had no choice in, um, they were using, uh, there was a a unit about um, young people leaving home, you know, being away from home for the first time. So yeah, it was like that that Tom Rush song, like, um, you know, the goodbye song, and, 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 right? And then you find some scenes from movies, like almost famous, um, things like that. And then, also, um, also be very aware of like, you know, kind of connection with people's majors, right? Um, whether they're, you know, they, they might be music majors, you want to pick something that's got something, that's some musical instruments, whether it's vocal or whether it's instrumental. Um, if, uh, yeah, if they're, you know, if they're, they're medical students, you might choose something that's got, you know, something, you know, Health related or medical related, those kinds of things. Um, again, look for v- video support, whether it's like used in a movie, whether it's an official video, whether it's just a performance of the song and things. So I look, at, I would, I would look at all those things. What about, what about you? Mm-hmm. You notice well, before- I didn't notice, like you know, what was, <laughs> what was on the top forty? What was real popular? No, that wasn't. That wasn't part of it. I just was thinking about when you were talking about uh, what was it? The temptations. I wish it would rain. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I've noticed that students do appreciate old soul music. It seems to be somewhat a little bit. There seems to be a niche there or a little bit of popularity in Japan. So I was just having the image of them listening to that music and then showing the video would be really that would be like some real cognitive dissonance they, yeah, there. it really wax them they really, they really. It, it's, yeah it's great <laughs> yeah exactly i can really see that because you could do somebody like um what was amy amy winehouse uh-huh, who uh-huh. was doing a lot of and the students knew amy winehouse that's interesting i did put amy winehouse on around like 2016 2017 and the students knew it an interesting thing was one time this is like 10 years ago or so, or eight years, I don't know, six years, can't remember anymore. I put on, I just thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to put some music on while the students are, you know, doing a task. And I put um, Fragile on, right? Um, uh-huh. The Yes song, which yeah, one? Yeah. And the students, some of the students recognized it because my daughter told me that that was uh, uh, a Japanese animation theme song. Uh. So you get surprised a little bit there. But what I was going to do is go back and think that my my selection criteria was a little bit different in the sense I I didn't really think too much about seasonal except for Christmas and summer and I was always tempted to put on Alice Cooper's you know school Ah. (laughs) which is you know something I've played for my daughter like every summer the first day of summer but I would be most interested or concerned with the the clarity of the singer's enunciation. Mm-hmm. And I've really learned to appreciate that because when I listened to when my daughter and my wife had been, would listen to music, I was shocked at how much stuff I got wrong. Yeah, sure. Right. And, you know, and, just, and that's why, like I said, way about, like, the, wrong, the, the way definition wrong. of clothes, right? It's like, it really, yeah. I really couldn't do that. I really had to be very careful about what I selected mm. as the blanks to make sure that those were the easier words and like mm-hmm. the ones that were developed, make sure that you were, they were given. And so when they hear it and they see it, it's like oh, they they can they can bridge that, and it and it helps maybe, and have the what the answer is to have it something that's clearly audible. But you really have right. to pay attention. To that I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just amazed at how way off I am on some things. Like, hey, I'll <laughs> it's say so to my, hard. my it's so go, hard. Wait, they can't be saying this, can they? And um, well, well, that's funny because you know sometimes I have you know classes that I really encourage them to be able to speak up and 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 ask questions and things. And then when, a lot of times when I'll tell them what they're actually saying, they they don't believe it. They go, "No way, no way, that's not right, what they're right. saying." And I say, "No, no, listen, kid." And this is gonna say. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, that's but it's really cute when they fight. That's not what he said. Yeah, well, that's actually again. Here's a. a we're going to move to the go sideways a little bit. But when the students start fighting about something like that, yeah, like arguing, you know, yeah, you've got them. Yeah, that is what yeah. I always aim for. For example, I have an L and R exercise that I do. Right. Where one student has to say, like, you know, Mr. Wright is in the light room or something, you know, yeah, LR yeah. thing. And they start yelling at each other. <laughs> no, it's the right. <laughs> and when you get them like that, yeah. you know, you've got them. Yep. And music, I think you're right, is like when they start arguing about the words, that's just great. That's a wonderful. I, I always love that. You know, it's like when, um, what is it, like, remember in elementary school, junior high school, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> it's a good sign. But what I was going to say is that I remember once, and this was a story I was telling you about before, where a student said, Mr. Wiz, you know, can you help me with the lyrics of a song? And this is, again, like, nineteen early 1990s. And I said, sure. I said, what song? And they're like, I really like the Rolling Stones, and I'm listening to Honky Talk Woman. And I go, oh, <laughs> Okay, and they say, "Yeah, I know, I know, you know all the words." Do you know the words to the, you know? And I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "Okay, how does it start?" And I said, "I'm at Gypsy Park, take me because you know that's like Mick Jagger was just mumbling." <laughs> the student looked at me and I said, "Nobody knows what he's saying." <laughs> I said, "We we ha- we don't know," you know. So that idea of um, picking the singer, I mean, I think it's a little bit better now. Um, but I would, it's not a band I was very fond of, but when it came to perfect enunciation, I don't think anybody was ever better than Karen Carpenter, you know, the Carpenters. Uh, Okay. There is this like, there's no question what, you know, when she sings, it's totally clear. And I would end up using the Carpenters a lot because she, you know, I wonder how, just, how much of that uh, attributes to their their popularity here at the time, because because there was a period here where they were very popular in Japan. Um, go back and listen, yeah. and you'll be. There's no question that that's some of the clearest singing you're going to hear, the most enunciated singing you're going to hear, really clear. You know, uh, compared to some other things, um, I think. Uh, Cat Stevens was pretty good. Okay. Right. But again, part of the selection also would depend on, again, the level of my students. Mm, So, for example, if I was using music with um, high level students, um, I would choose songs like, again, this is a fragile, right? Yeah. Roundabout is a song from Mm, Yes. And that's really great because the lyrics start off with something. How does it go? Um, in and around the lake, mountains come out of the sky, and I, you know, I, you I stand there. there. There's there, right? There's no connection, so it's a pure listening exercise for them. You know, there it's because there's just no way for you to like connect each line to each other. So it, again, you have a lot of 
options when you choose. And if you decide to go with advanced students, um, for example, and if you're working on pure listening skills like dictation or close, mm. go with something where the the lyrics really don't seem to be that connected. But if the music does tell a story, then you can use that to get them to listen for in a way that they usually don't listen to music, right? Right. Which is, hey, listen to the story here. It's like a short story. Like especially if you use something like – and again, we're we're dating ourselves, but Dylan's um, Tangled Up in Blue, Mm -hmm. which is – an incredible story uh, about a guy's experience, what he go, what he goes through. And you you say to the students, okay, you're listening to know what the story is. I'm going to ask you some content questions afterwards, or you give them the content questions. Yep. So you can use the music for higher level students. Yes. In a whole different as, way. In a whole different way than, you know, you'd usually think, oh, you know what, I'm just going to do like, you know, clothes or or a jigsaw exercise or a dictogloss, for example, right? Right. You know, um, so you can use it in different ways. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. So I think we've kind of, I think we've kind of covered most of, again, key points, right? The, make sure you know what your goal is. Don't forget that. You don't have to just do a pure, like, you know, uh, bottom-up listening exercise, right? You could do more top-down macro skills, especially if it's a good story. Also, um, again, I really want to – I think that the use of the music with a video, Mm -hmm. for example, the way TV shows and movies use music now to tell the story – is another good way to go. So I think there's lots of options and streaming services make immediate use of music. You know, you can just pull something down the students want um, and you yeah, can just play it's that. It's absolutely o- gotten so much easier to be able to pull things out and to gather up music for, well, no, for yourself. Uh, duh. But, right. But, but for class, but obviously for classroom too. Um, right. The accessibility of, of like the musical catalogs is just so much different than it used to be. Oh, and yeah. not, not only just like getting it, but like getting it into a format that's usable in the classroom. You know, it's like, it's like you buy the CD, I guess. Nobody, I guess, old enough here to be buying records uh-huh. <laughs> anymore. I mean, I mean, obviously it's different now, but you know, the, the the resurgence of vinyl and things. But yeah, you buy the record, you make a cassette tape, and you bring the cassette tape to class, get a cassette player, and uh, and use that, um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a complete different different process now, and it's so much easier, and there's right. so much more available um, for for teachers to use. Right, and if people are not familiar with streaming services, the other thing that's really nice is that you can play a song, and the lyrics will show up, and they'll be moving in sync with the singing. Yeah, with with a lot of the streaming services, right, and also with um. With YouTube as well, even if it's not as part of the original thing, they will generate, and they're not they're not always hundred percent accurate, right? But um, yeah, gets close enough most of the time. You keep your eye on it and advise the students like, well, that's not that wasn't right and that was wrong this line, but yeah. that type yeah. of thing, right? But if you use the streaming services, the lyrics are perfectly accurate. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Right. That's yeah, I'm talking the about, advantage. I'm talking there. about the self generated YouTube. Yes, I uh, understand. Things. That's but, why yeah, I was the streaming things. Yeah, they're, 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 they're the real yeah. deal. Yeah, 
Yeah. And again, remember that even as native speakers, we have problems. Sure. Um, I mean, there's one song I've listened to, I don't know, since like 1975 and listened to it and listened to it. And I could have sworn that the line goes, Mary's dress waves. And then I was reading somewhere that it's actually written as Mary's dress sways. It's Springsteen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, uh, right. Excuse um, me when I kiss this guy. Yeah, right, right. I, well, I, I always got that one right. Excuse me while I kiss the sky. Oh, but the other one from our generation was uh, in a Gata de Vida. Oh, geez. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I think, it, and the only thing I could think of was in the Garden of Eden, baby. And so yeah, it just yeah. was, was but it doesn't. But you, that's what it sounded like. But you know, that's not what he's saying. It's like, what? Yeah. what? Well, you know, I think sometimes to help myself remember just how difficult it is to hear mm. and listen and just how the brain gets in the way and to kind of humble myself. When I was like in third grade or fourth grade elementary school, after lunch, the teacher would read us a book. And I remember that the teacher was reading us this book called A la Blue Dolphin or something. A la Blue Dolphin. And I couldn't understand what was a la blue dolphin. And one day I just asked the teacher, can I see the book? I'd like to see the cover. And it said, Island of the Blue Dolphins. <laughs> now, I don't know how I got it so wrong. Hmm. Right? But it just, I try to remind myself about that when I'm selecting music. And that's, I think, also one of the reasons why I try to really be careful with sound quality in the classroom is just to reduce the likelihood of that happening because we just don't know, you know, how, you know, people's brains are processing, you know, sounds and things like that. So try to take all those into consideration. Okay, Tony, we're kind of getting on in time. Should we cover how we, what we listen to or what we do with music when we're working um, yeah, regarding yeah, I teaching? I guess so. I don't, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I can talk about the things that I like and the things that I don't, but I, I don't have anything specific. But um, why don't you start? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I was going to start with the fact that whenever I grade, <laughs> whenever I'm doing grading, I put on like uh, really some, – some, ger- some German <laughs> – German goth punk right death metal <laughs> there um, you go thrashing death, death metal, metal. <laughs> right whatever I do I always put on some really nice music you know stuff that's just relaxing or I try to put on really positive you know sounding music <laughs> like I you know like don't worry be happy yeah, yes, I, I just and that's like an obvious thing I think right is whatever you do don't put you know some really really aggressive music on but um, that's just kind of more of a, just a, a silly kind of comment um, the music I have you know it depends really if I'm working and I found out that for example if I'm writing um, I, I, found, I think I, I'm defaulting to um, a band you knew about for years and years that I, I discovered because of a recommendation from you. And Tony, do you remember you suggested that I listen to Radio Paradise? Yes, I do. And do you want to explain what Radio Paradise is? Uh, it's an internet radio station. It um, started off, it, it's uh, started up by a couple uh, in, in California and a uh, long time, 15 years, 20 years, maybe uh, went 
internet radio was a, a new thing. It's a, it's a it's, it sounds like a radio station, but you it's not on the airwaves. It's on the internet. Um, it is most mm, very hard, isn't it? It's a lot of it is uh, what used to be called progressive rock, and I guess it would become like old people's music. But it's mm, intelligent. It's curated. And it has with its uh, with its its greatest value, aside from pretty good filter. It filters out a lot of things that I don't want to hear. Um, but it's also compared to almost any other source that I know of, equally eclectic. In that it, they will play jazz, they will play African, they will play Mid Eastern. Um, they'll play all kinds of international music as well and throw it all together. So you might hear a Beatles song uh, and, you know, and they like the Charles and I said, the the good old FM stations, um, they, they, the, the DJs, you can call them that the owners, the DJs throw things together and they tie, they are themed. So there's most often a connection from one song to the other. And it might be musical. It might be lyrical. It might be thematic. Uh, it's it's uh, good for your head, basically. Uh, it's, 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 it's not for the stupid. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more than that. Yeah, and no, now they it, have. It takes a, it's a certain sense. It takes a certain sensitivity to to appreciate the connection. Sometimes I think. Okay, they have multiple channels now. They have like the mellow mix and mm-hmm. the international mix, um, and it's also if you're into sound quality, they they are you know transmitting, for lack of a better word, um, with high quality sound. So yeah, you and you've got your choices there too, depending on right. You know, because yeah. if you're on your phone and depending on what your package is, you might be concerned about bit rate and how much, right. how much, how many, how much you're pulling down. You can you can go for a lower quality. Depends when you're at home, you've got unlimited, um, yeah. uh, you know, data. Then you, okay, yeah, give me the give me the good stuff. Give me the good quality. Mm. Right. And here's the other thing too. And I'll go back to what I was saying is that you and I listen to a lot of music. I think I think. Compare when I talk to people, it seems that I'm listening to more music and trying to find new music more than the people in my generation. And they just play stuff I've never heard or don't even know, and it leads me to some really good right. things. But discovery anyway, is a real big part right, of it, right? So you recommended Radio Paradise to me, and one day I'm listening, and I'm like, "My God, who is this?" And it was this like, um, for lack of a better word flamenco modern modern flamenco kind of music it was willie and lobo okay yeah and i was like what, what the hell is this, this? is yeah. great this is great <laughs> you know there's um, a, like the guitar player and there's a violinist and it's just incredible music anyway and i remember saying to you do you you know these guys willie and lobo you were like oh yeah i've been listening to them for years and i remember being really angry with you that How could you not <laughs> tell me about these people yeah and it's, and, it's interesting it's, it's one of the things that one of the some of their songs is things that i use like to test speakers and headphones because i don't know anybody that can pack more notes into a, a second than those guys <laughs> except like Ingwe Wallstein or whatever right yeah well that's that's different but the thing is though it's interesting is that 
they play fast, but it's tasteful. <sighs> right? Which I don't think there's just, you know, which is really to hard off. to do. Yeah. It's very right. Hard to which do. is just not a speech off. Anyway, so um, Willie and Lobo, I found out for when I'm writing, mm-hmm. is great because it's, it's energetic and but it also helps me focus and so for just straight writing great for working on syllabus syllabi lesson plans or when i'm doing uh you know an activity really 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 nice really really helpful because it's not too noisy or too you know but helps me focus so if anybody likes that kind of international kind of music for lack of a better word god that sounds like really silly but but it's um, an incredible variety right it, 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 they, it's like it really jumps genres and things and it's just it's yeah. all over the place and it's i think mm, yeah one of the i think i like just basically downloaded all of their albums <laughs> because i, they, I, I just enjoy that feeling yeah they're just really really good so what would you be okay so you're working on let's say some class prep what would you be listening to? Well, see, for me, it, I, I, um, my choices aren't driven so much by my tasks. Um, my, my my musical choice is uh, more comes from an internal weather vane. It depends on my mood rather than exactly what I'm doing. So it doesn't matter to me so much whether I'm doing creative writing, whether I'm doing my taxes, whether I'm doing grades or whatever it might, might be. Um it just depends how I feel when I sit down in the chair before I know what it is that I'm actually going to be doing. And uh, basically, it's anything except rap, pop, or opera. <laughs> you know, that was funny. You and I completely agree on this. <laughs> and I had Anka. Uh, well, actually, I have well, my Anka moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, I, I, haven't, I haven't for a long time, but when I like my very early years... I came to Japan. I went to came to Japan for one year. Then I went back to to the U.S. for a couple of years. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, let's put this on. I can imagine myself like, you know, at um, either the um, in the spring, the cherry blossom time, or in the fall for the momiji for the maple leaves and things. You go up to the Mino Falls and da 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 da. da. Yeah, okay, yeah. I had those moods. <laughs> okay. well, I don't know what the Anka, tasks were, but I know I had my moments, my Anka well, moments. Anka and opera, um, I, I said that they're not really my favorite um, genres of music, mm. but I really do appre- can really appreciate what it, you know, that like, wow, the human voice can do that. Yeah. It's yeah, truly amazing. Yeah, yeah. And some voices are really, really so they're just amazing. Away, right? Okay. So you're driven more by your, your mood, your yeah. feeling, your kind of state, and I'm more task oriented. And the reason I was going to say is that one of the things I found is that if I assign like a certain kind of music to a certain kind of task, right? So let's say, okay, no, I'm writing, you put you in the mode, it, fra- yeah. it really does help frame me. Right. So if I if I need to focus, there's certain songs I'll say, okay, let's get me in the focus mode mood. Right. And I'll put some music Mm -hmm. on and start working. Um, As I said, grading tends to be another set of kinds of tunes. I have, you know, the playlist, for example, that I want to do. I know which artists I want to go to, which, you know, albums I'm going to go to. So in that sense, for me, it's really helpful to have music by task. And to get myself into, you know, the correct mindset. 
And uh, that makes sense. But, I don't. I don't yeah. know. I'm not wired that way, but that makes perfect sense to me. And that, yeah, I, would, well, I would advise someone else to do that too, but I. I don't know why it doesn't work for me. Mm. Yeah, know. the only problem is is that if you put that music on when you're not doing the task and you're driving, you feel like you're working, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, <laughs> I got to go grade and, some papers. And, and, uh, no, I've actually <laughs> had that happen. Like you know, like oh. I'll, you know, the music. I'll put some music on that. Uh, let's say I use for a certain task. Yeah, and like it's amazing that task. like I'm driving and suddenly you know my brain starts working on like ah oh, you know I, I realize I'm thinking about. You know, class prep, for example. <laughs> so for me, it I gotta do the obviously syllabus. works. Right, it obviously <laughs> does work. Okay, I think it's a good time to wrap this up. Sounds like. Sounds yeah. Like. So what do so you listen you, to next? <laughs> I'm going to walk the dog and listen to a podcast. Podcast. Um, yeah, recently, you know, I've been on this, um, you know, jazz thing for like the last couple of years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Really trying to discover new jazz because mm. you know it's you know the idea is that all jazz was done in the 1950s, right? <laughs> but listening, you know, trying to I'm um, still listen to more music and it's amazing. You know, I can I'm kind of widened. I think the older I get, the more open minded I get about music. Mm. Like I would never have listened to like flamenco music when I was 18 years old, mm. right? Oh, okay. But now that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So a little different. Um, and uh, but anyway. I don't know. I'm going to sit back and uh, just uh, I got a lot of stuff to do today. How about you? What are you going to put on after this? Uh, I don't I don't get to listen to music tonight anymore. But um, if I had a choice, uh, I might listen to Nora Jones. Mm, which one? Don't know. Don't know. But, Isn't uh, that a song by her? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like one of her songs. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's also pretty good, you know, for listening. Yeah, she's yeah, clear. yeah. She's, and she's also right on the edge between like some some songs. They 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 take over, and you have to. They force you to listen to them, and other songs are just happy to fade in the background. She's right. right in the middle there. Yeah, and, also, and I'm not a, I'm not a vocal person. I'm yes, not into vo- you know, vocals and stuff, but uh, for her, I make an exception. Right. And also the recording quality is very good. Yeah. Always good with her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Why don't we just wrap this up, Tony? Okay. All right. I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And we are two teachers talking at blah, 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 blah. If you don't know by now, you just joined us. <laughs> All right. So, Tony, we'll talk to you soon and have a nice evening, okay? Excellent. Uh, You too and everybody else out there. Okay, bye. Bye.